saint. Also, a reminder, I forgot to bring up, there is no senior saints. I think Sean brought that up, I don't remember, but this week, as I will be flying out Wednesday, please be praying for that conference. I certainly do want to be a help and a blessing uh, to Cornerstone Baptist in Fairbanks. Um, all right, two different places today. I'm going to start off in Genesis chapter 6, then I'm going to go to Luke chapter 17. Start in verse number 5. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man from whom I have... Let me start that again. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Verse 10, And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was also corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Let's go over to Luke chapter 17. Verse number 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage, till the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came, destroyed them all. Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. The same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Let's go ahead and pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we certainly love you. And Lord, I ask your blessing upon the message tonight. Lord, I pray that you give me clarity of thought and help me to stay true to your word. And I pray you'd use this with your spirit to... One, of course, instruct us and to give us wisdom and draw us closer to you, Lord, that we would realize just how soon your return likely is. And Lord, may that, Lord, work in our hearts to change how we face each day. So please bless, Lord. I pray and ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. We have seen a, some obvious... Uh, a major world event take place last Saturday with what took place in Israel. Now, we understand that Israel is always enduring different attacks that's been going on since they became a nation in 1948. Is that right? 48, 47, when they became a nation. I mixed it up between the birthday of the Air Force and the birthday of Israel. And uh, But nonetheless, what took place last Saturday... It has a different element to it, all right? Um, the, I mean, the last time Israel officially declared war was 1973. And I have news for you. 1973, Iran 
was not what Iran is today. Okay? Iran's a major player in the world spectrum in the Middle East with what is taking place right now. Um, and you have this... Well, I'll get to Hamas more in just, in just a few minutes. I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But we've seen these atrocities take place. Um, again, at times it's just incredible what... what as you read the reports and see videos taking place, that a, another group of humans can come in and actually behead babies. At the same time, shouting, God is great. That is demonic. That is pure demonic. Okay? Um, and with the escalation that could, that could take place from the events, even in the coming weeks, um, it, the only time I think the world's been at, at a brink of this would have to go back to the Cuban Missile Crisis, in my mind. Um, <clears throat> and so I'm going to try and tie some things together with who Hamas is. Um, and just say this, that if you're not ready for the Lord's return, I would get ready. Okay? I don't know when he's coming, but with what has been taking place in the world... Um, the last 10, 15 years, there is so much coming together um, for what the Scripture is detailing out of what takes place for the rise of the Antichrist to come. As we read in our text, um, we saw what it was like in the days of Noah, and the Lord stressed a point. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when he returns. The earth right now is not dissimilar uh, to how it was in the days of Noah. I mean, Noah's day perhaps might have been worse. I'm not sure I could see it still being worse than that. But nonetheless, there are certain uh, similarities that have taken place. The violence, the pride, the evil imaginations, the blaspheme, decisions based upon the flesh... Uh, again, this like you described, imaginations of man only evil continually. I mean, look at the direction of world cultures as a whole. A pure direction of evil away from truth. Again, Luke 17 says, the Lord speaking, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when he returns. By the way, the point of both was this. That in the days of Noah's and Lot's day as well, they were not ready. They thought everything was fine. Everything's going to go on as it always has. But that wasn't the case. In both cases, a judgment day hit. The world was not ready. And it perished. So the question is, are you ready? Or does the return of Christ seem like to you like, the, like it did to them in the days of Noah, when Noah would preach about a flood coming and they just blew it off. Just something in the future. Nothing to really think about right now. Or maybe just a fable, maybe just ramblings about the one day the Son of God returning to the earth, mocking it. But that day is coming. Are you ready for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ to this earth? I would highly suggest you get ready. I don't know when it is. It might be another thousand years. I understand that. But I think we are very close to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that we see taking place in Israel, 
the events just in the last week. Let's talk about these two groups that are involved right now, the Palestinians and the Jewish nation. They both stem from two brothers. Abraham's boys. Ishmael and Isaac. Turn over to Genesis chapter 16. The angel of the Lord is speaking to Hagar and describes, and describes Ishmael and, of course, his family line. It says in verse 11, I'll just jump to verse 12. That's where he calls his name Ishmael. Verse 12 says, And he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. The Palestinian people are descendants from Ishmael. While, of course, the nation of Israel is descendants from the free one, that being Isaac. They have been at odds since the very beginning. That is, not, that is nothing new. But a group has formed within the Palestinians called Hamas. They are a terrorist organization that is sponsored by Iran. And our country just released $6 billion to the nation of Iran that they could use towards terrorism and to support Hamas and what's taking place right now. The name Hamas comes from an acronym. An acronym I'm not going to try. It's, it's a series of Arabic words. Basically, it means in English, Islamic resistance is what it stands for. This group, Hamas, which is a terrorist organization, actually won legislative elections in 2006. They became the governing power. For those a little bit older, you remember the group who was in power prior would be the PLO. Do you remember that? Okay. Yasser Arafat and, and whatnot. 2006, that changed. Hamas took control. Um, 2008, you see already suicide bombings, rocket launches taking place. Um, they also entered into a peace agreement with Israel, actually a six-month agreement with Israel to reduce rocket attacks, but that did not last long at all. And there's been a series here that I wrote down of different attacks at different stages, just nothing ever at the scale as what has taken place. Now, what I found very interesting this week, I heard about it, read about it somewhere, and I said, you know what, I'm going to look that up. Very interesting. Now, Hamas, of course, they use it as an acronym, and it is an actual Arabic word as well. It means brave. But what I did not know, it's also a Hebrew word. Um, I found that interesting. Would you go ahead and pull up the first, the regular Genesis 6 one? We read from Genesis 6 this morning. In describing the world before destruction and a judgment day came, verse 11 describes it as such. The earth was also corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. What's interesting is the Hebrew word for violence. Go ahead and switch. Here's the Hebrew word for violence in that verse. It is Hamas. 
It's the same word. It's amazing the difference between the two. Violence, cruelty. That's good. Thank you. The earth being filled with that. We're seeing our, 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 the world right now being filled with that same spirit and that same movement of violence. I mean, not just in Israel. I mean, you see it everywhere right now. But it is significant of the fact that this is taking place in Israel. Again, if you are not ready for the return of Christ, I would get ready. I think more than any other time in my life, I'm convinced we are getting close to the rapture. You think of the conflict of, of what's taking place right now. I don't know. Again, it could be a thousand years from now. I don't know when it is. This could, this could simmer down and things can continue. I know one thing. The Lord is, not, uh, um, the Lord is gracious and, and long-suffering, uh, full of mercy. And so I, I don't know when it is. But let's just take a, a scenario here. We have Iran already threatening. If you go in, we're going to respond. I assure you, if I, well, I can't say this with Biden as our president, but I'd still assume, even though he is president, if Iran responds, the United States is going to respond in kind. If the United States responds in kind, that's going to bring in other nations. Okay? I could just imagine all of a sudden a world leader coming up for a solution before the brink of World War III takes place. We all know the setting after the rapture. As a world leader will arise to negotiate a seven-year peace agreement with some type of major event taking place with Israel that needs peace now before the world is massively affected. We're seeing so much take place setting up for the return of Christ. I have no idea if this is it. I don't know. But there will be a rise of an Antichrist. The events we're seeing take place right now obviously would not surprise me, shock me, with everything else taking place in the world, with all that is happening, if we're not seeing unfolding before our eyes right now, every day in the news, is the very event that ushers in the Antichrist himself. The man who will solve the problem. Whatever it is, he solves a major world crisis. This is what we know of him, though, from Scripture. Revelation chapter 13. He is a man that will be controlled by Satan himself. Not just any demon, but by Satan himself. Satan is the one who gives him his power. We see that in Revelation chapter 13 in verse 4. Daniel describes him as a king with power in Daniel chapter 7. He's going to come on the scene looking like a great guy, a promoter of world peace. Boy, when that first seal opens, he's going to look like such a hero. It will even look like he is the protector of the nation of Israel. 
Revelation 13, 5, as well as there's also, what is it, in Daniel, I can't remember that text, describes him as a great orator. We know he's going to have an incredible ability to speak. Revelation 13 describes him in such a way as ten horns, seven heads, ten crowns on his horns. I don't have time to get into that tonight, but you can go back into the series in Revelation and I get very specific into that text and what's taking place. I'm going to quote from one commentator about the description that is given of the Antichrist in the book of Revelation. Those pictures of this beast, suffice it to say, lead us to understand the tremendous breadth of his power. Horns mean power. Heads can mean intelligent. Crowns mean dominion and authority. He is massively, powerfully, a powerful ruling entity. But notice on every one of the heads were blasphemous names. He is a blasphemer of God. He rises to prominence with all this power. Again, imagine ten horns, seven heads, ten crowns. This is a world leader. He's the one wearing all the crowns. Remember also how when we went through in the book of Revelation, and I, and I spent some time talking, how scripturally he is the, combin, the culmination of all the other uh, great dominant world leaders put into one man. Of Alexander the Great. Of Nebuchadnezzar. All the attributes of those individuals are all put into this one man. He comes onto the scene very, very quickly after the rapture takes place. He's going to come with his plan. When that first seal is up, we're gone. By the time that first seal is open, we are gone. Understand that. So before a peace agreement is made, we're out of the way. I don't know if that's going to be one day before it. I don't know if it's going to be a few months before it. I don't think it'll be much longer than that in that, in that time frame. I think it's very close up to that time when it's there. But we could see the different things in the world taking place. Skirmishes begin to outbreak the, the world on the brink of World War III. And a solution comes. I think I'll go by all your houses and blow a trumpet just to see who I was jumping. At the three and a half year point, though, is when he comes to power. The first three and a half years, he's just a, going to be a powerful world political figure. But at three and a half year point, he becomes the world leader in control, in power. He will be a world power, the Bible tells us, for those 42 months until the Lord's return. Every non-believer in the world will worship the Antichrist and thus worship Satan. For the first three and a half years, he coexists with all the world religions. Everybody thinks he's a great guy. But then that will end. That's all a deception. Because then the only one only one's going to receive worship is going to be him. He sets himself up as God. He will make war with the saints. Remember, as we went through the book of Revelation, it still will be the time of the greatest revival the world has ever seen. Multitudes will come to know Christ. Christ. 
We know from Daniel chapter 11, he will not have the desire of women. That distraction, that's not, that's not going to be there. He's going to be focused. He's going to be Satan in power, Satan filled. His is about his role, his position. He has this false prophet promoting him, pointing people to worship him. We also know at that point he comes to power. He will issue a mark, which is obviously required for all to buy or sell. By the way, for the SDAs that will listen to this, it has nothing to do with worship on Sundays. That's outrageous. I mean, right now, honestly, if I'm SDA and I've been reading all this and I see what's taking place in the world, I've got to think, what have we been believing? Because exactly how the Bible describes, the, taking the book of Revelation exactly how you should take it, is happening right before our eyes. China already has this in the place. United States put it in place the summer of 2023. The ability to stop you from buying or selling in a heartbeat with a click. Did you know that went into place in this summer? <clears throat> the infrastructure for what the Bible describes is present now. For the first time in world history. I mean, it was, wasn't too long ago I talked about when Amazon One came out. And, that, and by the way, that is just being released more and more and more and more. I've already seen it several places now. You, you know, that's, that's just where it scans the palm of your hand. Where what, what is clear to the person working at the store is simply the back of your hand. Boop, scans your palm, out of, and money's taken out. Could you see how easy it is if you don't have the mark? No, you're denied. I mean, it's, the infrastructure's here. Incredible. And again, before that takes place, the rapture will happen. I don't have time to go in. I know there's different viewpoints on the rapture, but really, I think the Bible is so clear. It's not mid-trib. It's not post-trib. We are promised to be delivered. Wrath does still start when those seals are open. It's not the same level of wrath after three and a half years, but it's still wrath. And it's not just simply coincidence that the first three chapters of the book of Revelation deal all with local churches, and then all of a sudden they're gone. There's not a mention of them. Why is that? Because they're gone. But if you want more of that, I have two or three sermons that you can pull up online. And listen to the defense for why I believe the scripture clearly teaches a pre-trib rapture. <clears throat> so you might want to get ready. As we know what the Bible says, when Christ does come, the Lord stressed, it's, it's like multitudes are not going to be ready. And I don't think he's just dealing with, and I, I'm dealing with our church so I know the Lord had one primary thing in mind. That's multitudes who have rejected the gospel. But I think it's true of a lot of Christians. How, how, how many will be found ashamed? Look at Luke chapter 12. And this is just one example. I've got one, two, three, four. Uh, well, just four. I thought I had more than that. Four different verses just like this. We're just going to look at one here tonight. I'm gonna, I want to bring up several more things here. But this admonition is, is throughout Scripture. Just verse 40. 
in relation to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think not. Verses like that are throughout, of the Lord Jesus himself telling us, be ready, be ready. We're seeing so many things set up for the tribulation time. Don't bury your head in the sand to this. I mean, more than, think about it. It has been, two, uh, we know, according to Peter's sermon in Acts chapter 2, that we officially entered the last days. All right? We officially entered the last days after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're in them. It's been 2,000 years. And the events that have unfolded, think, please think for a minute how much the world has changed in 100 years. Not over 2,000, not over 6,000, not over 7,000, over the last 100 years. It's incredible. Think of the technology changes just in the last decade that have taken place. They might want to get ready. 2 Timothy chapter 3 sort of lists the climate and the culture of the last days. Let's, let's just read that. Let's just see if it sounds familiar. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. That describes the culture of the world. I mean, we can think of all the other things of, general, of apostasy that's taking, but we see the apostasy of a, of a great falling away. I mean, it's happening before our eyes. And listen, you do not want to be left behind. You do not. The judgments that hit the earth during that seven years, wow. Seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials. Progressively getting worse. By the end of the, remember when the sixth seal is open. It's not until then that the world then realizes, wait, what's happening is from the Creator. That's when they realize it. But it's amazing. You'd think repentance would take place. But it doesn't. I mean, how it's described. Third part of the vegetation gone. Third part of the sea poisoned. Third part of fresh waters uh, um, poisoned. Daylight shortened by a third. No longer a 24-hour day. Locusts released to torment. Demons released from the Euphrates River to kill a third part of the population. Horrible sores. Sea destroyed. Fresh water completely destroyed. Intense heat from the sun. Incredible darkness. Spirits released to convince men to come to the Battle of Armageddon. Verse 
great earthquake, hailstones falling, weighing about 100 pounds each. And then on top of it, as that final thing is taking place, you know what happens? The Lord Jesus Christ himself descends. Christian, for us, now is the time to live for the Lord. The one who died for us, the one who redeemed us. It's amazing today, well, not amazing, but it makes sense with the Western culture. We even try and use God simply for our selfish gain, instead of making it about God. I mean, we have so much of even those who are saved just, just simply playing this. How close to the world can I get? How close to the world can I get, preacher, so, so, so that I, 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 can just, I can just play this line and, and dare you to say it's wrong? Well, I don't have time for your games. I don't. Listen, if God be God, then serve Him and serve Him with everything you can. If you don't believe it, then don't believe it. But I do know this. Either way, whether you are saved or lost, for those who are present here right now, when that rapture hits, and that takes place, boy, if you're saved and you weren't ready, you'll be in eternity with that. Do you understand that? Found ashamed. And if you're lost, oh, you're going to know. You are. And I hope you repent. Again, there's the, the common teaching that came about, well, no, those could not be saved. I, I, that's, that's not what Second Thessalonians right there is teaching. We went through that. You can go back and listen to it. That deals with the day the Antichrist is revealed. Those who reject truth those who say no at that time. Yep, there, there's not a one of them. Now, don't, there are people on the internet that cannot be saved. There, there's no question about that. There's people right now on the earth that cannot be saved. But that's not what that verse is, is dealing with. We need to be ready. Stay focused on Christ. Quit worrying about how close you can get the world and what do you want to play with. Just focus on God and serve Him. Again, just like Elijah said, if God be God, then serve Him. Quit playing a game with it. I mean, here's an awesome thought to think about. Really. Awesome and fearful. We could literally be days away, two days, three days away, from the judgment seat of Christ. It could happen in just a couple of days. Get focused on Christ. Be willing to share that gospel message that the world needs. For the non-Christian, it's simple. Get saved now. Life's all about God. Don't make it about you. I mean, somehow it's amazing. Just like Satan got Eve to believe that God was trying to hold something back. No, he's not. It's what life is all about. Serve him. 
with heads bowed and eyes closed. First, let me ask this tonight. Is there anyone here that say, Pastor, please, I am not certain that I am saved. I don't know for certain that, that I am I'm God's. I've been playing a game with this thing. I don't know it. Please, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. I'm not certain heaven is my home. I don't know that I've truly been converted. Would you just raise your hand where I could see it? Anybody here like that right now? See, just some small children. If you raised your hand, I did not see it. All right, Christian. Well, I know it's true for me. Are you ready? I mean, I know it's true. There's things, but I've got to get right. Are you ready? The Lord spoke to your heart. You come and pray. Father in heaven, pray to you. Bless his invitation. Work in hearts and lives, Lord. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's turn to page 174. And if you need to come and pray, you come and pray.